Tomorrow, May 1st and May 2nd, we will be virtually at SwampCon. We have two panels that we're doing, and we're also going to be on a SwampCon retrospective slash behind-the-scenes panel. Yeah, it'll be a fun time. So we'll see you live on Discord during that panel. If you have any questions for us about SwampCon, what it's like, the trials and tribulations we faced many moons ago now, come give us a shout. May 1st, May 2nd, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Check out SwampCon. It's going to be on Discord. You're going to find the most relevant, up-to-date information on their Facebook page. Just search SwampCon and their Instagram page. So we'll see you guys online. Hello everyone, welcome to Soulmates Podcast, live via Zoom. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. Today's mini-sode is a belated Earth Day episode, and to do that, we're just gonna talk about our favorite vegetarian recipes. So Emily, (laughs) just in case anyone doesn't know, would you like to reveal your secret to the audience? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I I think I mention this all the time, but um, I'm a pescatarian. I eat vegetarian foods, vegan foods, and I also eat seafood. However, I'm very picky about seafood, so almost always vegetarian. And Rachel used to have the same diet as me for a couple of years. Yes, I used to be a pescatarian at the end of high school and about halfway through college. Once you start cooking vegetarian food, you find that it is very simple to modify recipes to be vegetarian. Yes, for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're doing like barbecue ribs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the vegetarian meals that I really love is just shepherd's pie, but without the meat. You have potatoes, onion, diced carrot, corn, peas, uh, Worcestershire sauce, and vegetable stock. And you put them all together and they're delicious. If you want to have a meat alternative in there, I really like putting in TVP, which is like the fake ground beef. You can put that at the bottom. Kyle makes this when I beg him to. It's so good. Oh, and it's amazing. Just like with a big glob of melting butter on top Mm. of your potatoes. So good. Even some cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite things, and I still like to make chili this way to this day, is to not put any meat in it. (laughs) Just because I find cooking meat still to be pretty intimidating. Like, I don't want to give myself food poisoning. And most of the time, vegetarian options, you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Although you should cook your beans thoroughly if they're not already cooked. That is very important. And in vegetarian chili, you do have all types of beans. So I usually do black beans, kidney beans dark and light kidney beans, (laughs) corn, tomatoes, basically anything you want in there. And then you add chili seasonings to it. You put it in a crock pot for eight hours. And then at the end of the day, you have a nice, warm, comforting bowl of chili that you can have with cheese or sour cream or Greek yogurt on top and some cornbread on the side. And you have a very satisfying meal. And really, with all the seasoning and stuff, you don't really miss the meat. Because in my opinion, I don't think it adds 
that much to the taste of chili. Because when you're tasting chili, you're tasting the spices, you're tasting the tomato. I think people have this notion that if there's not any meat in it, then it's not going to be hearty and it's not going to yeah. fill you up. Legumes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> any sort of bean is very hearty and will fill you up. Yeah, and this is a great meatless Monday option if you do that sort of a thing. It really tastes almost exactly the same. You're not eating meat, and it's really quick and easy to just turn on on a Monday morning and eat Monday evening, and then you have leftovers for the rest of the week that you can do whatever you want with. Have sloppy joes, whatever. So the second dish that I really love usually just doesn't have meat in it to begin with. I love fettuccine alfredo so much. If a restaurant has fettuccine alfredo on the menu, odds are I'm going to try it. Fettuccine is delicious, just flat noodle pasta. And alfredo is actually just a bechamel sauce, which means it's like a white sauce with cheese, different kinds of cheese, and mm -hmm. a lot of sharp, salty parmesan. So yes. good. If you really want to go all out on your fettuccine alfredo, and you don't want to actually create the fettuccine from scratch, <laughs> here's my suggestion. Buy the refrigerated fettuccine. It's fresh. It's just not dry. Those usually taste a bit better than the dry noodles, so get that. And then create your own Alfredo sauce. I promise you, it is not that hard. It tastes 1000% better than Alfredo in a can. Yeah. So, and then once you make a bunch of it, you can just put it in the fridge. Yeah, basically put that creamy sauce on anything and it's edible. <laughs> so my next dish I want to talk about is, well, actually just an ingredient. <laughs> Refried beans, everybody. I'm a bean girl. <laughs> Refried beans are great for any Latin food substitutes that you want to have. So like a refried bean and cheese burrito, a refried bean and cheese quesadilla with vegetables in it. I mean, you could pretty much do anything. And I just think the, the texture of refried beans is like velvety and delicious. So that's definitely a quick option also if you are wanting a vegetarian option. Just make sure that if you are buying it in a can, make sure you you are buying vegetarian refried beans yes. because <laughs> traditional refried beans are made with lard, yes, which is animal point. fat. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's clear. They make ones that are clearly labeled that you can find. And they're, I don't think they're any more expensive than normal refried beans. So, Fun fact, Jiffy cornbread also is not vegetarian unless stated. What? It has lard in it. Oh, that's so... Why? <laughs> Southern cooking. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so keep an eye out on packaging. Sometimes it won't say that it's vegetarian friendly, but just look at the ingredients. A lot of prepackaged ramen is actually vegetarian. You just have to make sure you read the ingredients and make sure that the soup base does not have any sort of animal traces. Hmm. I love nachos. <laughs> And nachos are very easily made to be vegetarian. If you want to go super quick, I don't have time for anything nachos, get some tortilla chips, get some shredded cheddar, put it on there, sprinkle on a little bit of taco seasoning if you have it. If you don't, sprinkle on a little tiny, tiny bit of cayenne, 
put it in your toaster or microwave, bam, you have nachos. I feel like ground beef doesn't really do a lot for nachos. And in fact, it can kind of weigh it down. Mm -hmm. Nachos to me, unless you're eating a giant tray, are are just going to be a snack or an appetizer. So I would focus on different kinds of cheeses, not just Mexican cheese, maybe a little bit of a spicier cheese as well. And then you can also always put peppers on top. Yeah, and I mean, you can always do beans instead of ground beef too, if you want something Mm -hmm. more protein-y on your nachos to make it more of a meal. I feel like the star of nachos needs to be the cheese, so this is very easily made to be vegetarian. All right, next up is an old favorite, and Emily actually makes this very well, is eggplant parmesan. So (laughs) if you're used to having chicken parmesan, try eggplant parmesan. Eggplants, you have to be careful with though when you make them into the parmesan because you want to make sure that you sprinkle them with salt and you dry them out a little bit first. Otherwise, you're going to end up with some sort of like soupier product. So just make sure that you're sprinkling those with salt to kind of dehydrate them. Just like you would do for zoodles or anything like that that has a high water content. You want to make sure you draw that out first um, before baking and cooking with it. But it's the same preparation as with chicken parm. You add sauce, you add cheese, some breadcrumbs to coat the eggplant, and then you put it in the oven. So my last one is pretty broad, just tofu. But specifically, I love barbecue tofu. Now the way I do it is I like to get the sugar-free Uh, G. Hughes barbecue marinade. Put that in a Ziploc bag. Get some extremely firm tofu, just the firmest you can possibly find. Cube it up, put it in the bag, let it marinate for 24 hours, and then either put them in the broiler, or if you're feeling really fancy, you can try to grill them if you made chunks that are big enough or long enough. It's really easy. Tofu Whatever you cook it with, it absorbs the flavor. I really like the texture of tofu, especially firm tofu. If you go for silken tofu, that's going to crumble right under your hands. That's not going to be good for cooking. That's going to be good to add to smoothies for extra protein content, but you don't want to be cooking with silken tofu. Honestly, I would not try to cook with anything other than extra firm tofu. Yes, I completely agree. Back when I was a baby vegetarian I tried to make dishes with silk and tofu and it's impossible so (laughs) do yourself a favor and get the extra firm tofu (laughs) tofu can be added to so many things just to beef up the protein content if you're Mm -hmm. vegan or vegetarian you can even add it to like macaroni and cheese and eggs too all right so last but not least for my recipe suggestions is vegetarian lasagna I love a good meat lasagna just as much as anybody else, but there's a special place in my heart for a vegetarian lasagna, specifically the one that my grandma makes. <laughs> it is laden with cheese and has zucchini and carrots and spinach inside of it with the ricotta cheese and the meatless tomato sauce, and it's amazing. So you should definitely try that out. Lasagna is actually pretty easy to make. I know that a lot of people feel like really intimidated by it, But basically, once you cook your lasagna noodles, you lay a little bit of sauce down in the bottom of the pan, you layer your noodles, you layer the filling, noodles, filling, noodles, filling, noodles, and then, um, you know, put the sauce on top, and that's pretty much it. You can also add sauce to the layers, too, as you go. 
and that's it. You put it in the oven, you wait till it's done, and if you make a vegetarian version, you're not waiting for any meat to cook, so you're good. Let's talk a little bit about just meat alternatives that we've tried and liked. The thing that I've liked the most, the brand, is Morningstar. Morningstar has vegetarian versions of meat products. They have a lot now. I remember when I was a vegetarian in the seventh grade, my local grocery store only had about five Morningstar products, and they were the the hamburger patties, the chicken patties, the chicken nuggets, sausage patties, and sausage links. And those are all great. I will say that the beef patties in particular and the chicken patties, basically the burger substitutes are the best options that Morningstar has to offer. I think their chicken nuggets and that kind of stuff tastes a little weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But definitely try it out and taste it for yourself. But I still, I have Morningstar beef patties in my fridge right now because (laughs) they're really easy to heat up and eat if you're in a pinch uh, rather than like cooking a whole burger from frozen, you know, or reheating one that you've cooked a few days ago, which sounds gross. (laughs) Um, You can just heat that up and eat it too. So the brand that I think makes the best imitation chicken is a brand called Corn with a Q. It kind of only makes chicken substitutes, but the texture is unbelievably like chicken. I also really like the brand Field Roast. They have this delicious cranberry uh, sausage wrapped in like phyllo dough. It, it's so delicious. I usually have it for like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Love it. Tofurky is of course the classic no meat brand. I do not like their vegetarian roast that much, but when it comes to vegetarian lunch meat substitutes, I think they do pretty well. Very nice. I think the most popular meat substitute right now or the one that has the most press, the most hype is impossible meat. Yeah. (laughs) Or um, beyond. Or yes, or beyond meat. I have to say, I've only tried the impossible Whopper. Like I haven't bought impossible meat and cooked it myself. But the Impossible Whopper, it's very good. So the last thing we're going to talk about, uh, Rachel wrote down pescatarian faves and then sushi, all caps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sushi's great. You can also make it vegetarian if you want. There's lots of tasty vegetables. Uh, I love a kappa roll, which is just like cucumber (laughs) in a roll. My favorite type of sushi roll. I mean, we could have an all, a whole episode on sushi, and maybe we will. Maybe we will. But, <laughs> but my favorite sushi roll is basically any roll with eel in it. I really like eel. I like salmon, I think, the most. That too. So let's wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I'm going to recommend... I don't know if this is considered a K-pop song, but it features two K-pop artists. Uh, <laughs> Sweetie's best friend. It features Doja Cat, Chamina, and Jamie. My K-pop recommendation is going to be Better by Boa. Thank you so much for listening to this mini-sode all about vegetarian faves. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. We have a link tree there that links to all of our accounts and all other relevant information you could ever possibly want to know about us. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Check out some of our videos on YouTube, also under Soulmates Podcast. You can find this program pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify 
Wherever you're listening right now, make sure you follow and subscribe so you can listen to us every single Friday. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.